Welcome to the Power the Next 100 podcast produced by Penn Athletics. I'm Alana Shanahan, the Director of Athletics and Recreation here at Penn, and will serve as your host for today's conversation as we spend time with Gail Flesher, a former softball player and graduate of the Wharton School, class of 1983. Welcome, Gail. Thank you. Glad to be here. Wonderful. So just a bit of history about Gail. She was a letter winner on our softball team in both 1981 and 1982, and she had the honor of winning a Ivy League championship in 1981. And she is also, um, her name is carried on our Penn Softball Stadium scoreboard as of today. So we're thrilled to have Gail with us today and excited to open a line of questioning. So Gail, I'm going to start uh, with an easy one. Maybe you could take a few minutes telling us about what you've been up to since graduating from the Wharton School in 1983. Um, uh, happy, happy to talk about that. I, um, you know, I graduated during a recession, and I know that's probably what a lot of students go through. And um, we, it took a while to find a job, but I ended up working at an insurance company as something called a contract analyst. I had no idea what it was, but it was a great <laughs> job, and it led me to apply to law school. And that ended up really being my passion. And so I went to law school in California, and then I uh, became an actual working lawyer in New York City. I stayed at the same firm for about 25 years, became a partner, and ended up really focusing on environmental law, which was, again, something I'd never considered doing. I was a little a little ahead of the time in some way. No uh, it was not something I studied even in law school. So, and then I, I retired early and my husband and daughter and I all moved out to the mountains of Colorado. Fabulous. That's what I've been doing. Fabulous. Yeah. So now the law school interest really peaked in that first job out of college that really didn't exist during your undergraduate experience. Well, this is a classic story. I think um, I took business law and okay. that was by far my favorite class. But not for a second did I say, maybe I should go to law school. <laughs> I mean, not even for a second. It just I actually do think me. that is a classic story, Gail, and a common one. Yep, uh, an really entertaining is. one, nonetheless. Yep. And then I got this job, and my job was to actually read insurance law and then negotiate contracts with the state insurance commissioners, because law, law insurance law is state-run. Okay. And so you have to get policies approved. I worked for the Hartford with every single state. So if you want to make a change, you then have to send it in and get a writer approved. And wow. I was, I just really, I'm such a nerd. I really liked it. And so then I was like, well, maybe I should go to law school. Right. So then I decided to go to law school. And the rest is history, right? And the rest is history. Subsequent interest in environmental law, and then you're off to the races. I well, could have hey. saved years though, if I just noticed that my favorite class was business law. <laughs> There is something about, we probably all could have been a bit more observant during our college days, yes, but uh, usually yes. we come around with time. Well, wonderful. Well, thanks for that, uh, for that background. How about um, maybe a favorite memory, you know, ideally a softball memory, but something about your athletics experience um, that sticks with you today? Um, you know, I have, there were a lot of memories, um, some good and some not perfect, but of yes. course, winning the Ivy leagues was great. I was not a star on the team at all, but it was still fun to be a part of it. Yeah. And, um, everybody was just so happy and it was just quite, it, it felt like a big deal and it, it just was really fun. Um, after we won, the coach took us to the shore. She got a house in, in New Jersey uh, and we, and we went and spent the weekend there. And that was quite an experience, Oh boy! <laughs> completely something I'd never, ever done before. So that was really fun. Um, and then on the negative side, I ended up only playing two years because I was a pitcher. And after my, um, 
I got mono my sophomore year. And it turns out that years later, I was diagnosed with MS, probably because of oh, that mono, yes. it turns out. And I, and in the middle of college, I was always, I was always, I could always pitch perfectly. I always pitched a strike and I started pitching it over the back top and I, oh, I couldn't yes. play anymore. And I, and I had no idea. And the coach understandably was like, go see a psychiatrist. You have a head problem. And I was so, I know myself really well. And I was like, no, that I don't actually, there's no need for that, but I, nobody had any idea. It was not followed up on at all and understandably. And then I was diagnosed in my thirties. So, but that's clearly what happened. So I didn't get to keep playing sports because I just stopped being able to manage it. And, but nobody knew, I didn't know, nobody knew. So it was very interesting. So I missed sports after that. But on the other hand, I met my husband, my future husband, sophomore year. And so I was, I had plenty of things to distract. There you go. One door closes (laughs) and another one opens. That's always how it works. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I just think that that little MS story, you got to have confidence in yourself. And I knew, I knew it wasn't a a mental issue, but I also didn't know what it was. Yeah, right. It was still a little scary. I know what it's not, but what could it be? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sadly, it takes a while to run around, but yeah, Yeah. no, no question. Take the good with the bad. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, um, this next one, again, will require you to reflect on your, your experience, but uh, you know, we talk a lot about what type of advice would we give our 18-year-old selves, and particularly you know, myself, my fellow administrators, we think a lot about you know, what, what lessons would we love to sort of share with our current 18 to 22-year-old student-athletes. So as you look back on your 18-year-old self, what advice would you have given that person um, you know, if you had had the chance today? You know, is I mean, I think for me and maybe a lot of people now is just relax and enjoy things a little bit. Every single thing is not going to matter for the rest of your life. Getting a bad grade is not going to matter for the rest of your life. Um, more importantly, keeping in touch with your friends and making personal connections, staying in touch with your family, trying hard. But if you fail, that's okay. That's part of life. And you can always you can always move on. Um, so I think I think it was a little too much. Um, not necessarily uh, doing anything about it, but worrying. And, and I do think people need to take things seriously, but also not get too worried if things don't go perfectly. And I think that's a, that's a helpful thing to, yep. to no, re- I think re- it is. relax. Yeah. And I think it's, it is a hardship, I think for 18 to 22 year olds, particularly at this point in their life where they've had a lot of success to just take a deep breath and say, let's, uh, you know, let's appreciate the moment, but it is something uh, we do try to uh, to remind them that uh, you know they're going to be bumps along the way, but chances are it's all going to turn out okay. Exactly. Actually, um, you know, an interesting lead into my my next question, which um, I feel like we all learn some really important lessons during our college experience, particularly as college athletes, um, and we tend to have those moments of failure, those setbacks that. Um, where I think we, we hopefully learn some, some lessons that help us manage the remainder of our lives. So, you know, you've obviously shared one personal story. Is there another moment where you feel like you had sort of a meaningful setback or a bit of a failure where you said, wow, you look back and you say, my college experience, I experienced this failure, but it really did benefit me as I move forward in my life, my career, my personal relationships. Um, yeah, yes and no, you know, it's hard to remember everything, but I do have one memory that really sticks in and it, and it did teach me a lesson. I showed up at a game and without all of my uniform, I didn't have this awful belt that we were required to wear, which of course now you're like, you're wearing a belt with a metal buckle to play softball, but whatever, I forgot to wear it. And the coach made me go 
all the way back to the dorm, which was, you know, a decent. Right, right. Distance. Not always around the corner. Right? I think I was living in the towers then and oh, had to boy. go all the way back down to the fields. And I was just so annoyed by that. But it, it also taught me, you know, the little things matter and yeah. you need to get it right. And Details. you can't, you know, at first you're like that stupid coach. And then you're like, no, it's my error. Right. And so it makes you realize you just have to take responsibility yeah. and, and you have to pay attention to the details. And I think that's one reason I became a pretty good lawyer. Cause I ended up learning to pay attention to the details. And that was a stupid little detail, but it, it really upset me. It really made me mad. And then I was like, well, it's my fault. <laughs> So I learned important moment of internalization about, yes, I can be upset about this, but in reality, yeah, I can only really be upset with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's a silly story, but it does, you do learn from those things. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good example of what does with time become important, um, building out success. So, yeah. All right. So let's maybe pivot a little bit and, uh, talk about the fact that, um, we just celebrated the 50th anniversary of title nine. And we also just celebrated the 100th anniversary of um, women's athletics at Penn. Obviously two mm-hmm. things that I'm sure we're both uh, very excited about, but just, you know, would be interested um, how you think about Title IX and how you feel it impacted your life. Um, title, made, title IX made a huge and immediate impact in my life. I'm just the right age. I think I was 12 when Title IX was passed. So just about to go into high school. And it took a few years before opportunities were really available. But by the time I got to college, women could play sports and it made a huge difference that we actually had that opportunity. Um, Before that, you know, there were a lot of things that girls weren't able to do um, if you wanted to play on a team. And I, I mean, I, so I've always been incredibly appreciative of that law and the, the societal change that made that happen. And it's, I'm, it's, it's just wonderful now because my friends of my friends in high school, I was the only athlete of my friends. Wow. Now I think everybody, every girl is an athlete now, yeah. whether it's just running or it's, it's biking or it's doing, it doesn't have to be a team sport, but they, but physical activity is super important now. And it wasn't when I was growing up. So title nine made a big difference. Yeah, no, agreed. And I think just to your point, you know, whether you're participating on a team or just more of a recreational athlete, just the well-being aspects of physical participation and what, you know, the having access to teams and programs does makes a huge difference. And it was amazing. I was chatting with a, a few female golfers the other day and, you know, they graduated in the early 2000s and were still playing on basically boys golf teams in high school. So coming to Penn and actually playing on behalf of a women's program was a meaningful change. And this was as recently as, you know, 2003. So it's, um, it's been a wonderful journey and one where it's, it's wonderful to continue to see us make progress, but to hear some of the stories, it's, uh, it's really heartwarming. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, thinking about Penn specifically, you know, obviously participation in the last 100 years, it's, it's looked different depending on the decade, but, you know, excited to celebrate the fact that women have been participating participating here for 100 years and excited to think about what the next 100 can look like and what types of experience we experiences we can deliver to our young women. Thoughts that you have about what types of experiences um, you hope women continue to, to, uh, to be able to take on or new experiences that you're like, wow, I didn't quite have this experience, but I'm sure hopeful that over the course of the next century, women at Penn have X or Y. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard row in a way, but I think just having equality is so important. It, it, you know, there's still situations I know, like you talked about with the golfers, 
you know, when we, when I was playing softball, our facilities were nowhere near equal or even, and I feel like now they are, and that makes you feel like a, a full person that you're not a second class citizen. And I think that's super important. And I think it's also really great to make it clear that it's okay to be competitive as a woman. I feel like often you get a bad reputation if you want to win. And I think, that, you know, in, in the context of sports and sometimes in life, it's not so bad to want to do your best and to accomplish something as a result. So I think I want, I want to see women in the future to have the opportunities and to be able to just experience that part of themselves, not, not be, um, not kind of be treated differently and have an opportunity to have that part of, of your personality come out in the right format. I think it's awesome. I also think, I just hope that going forward, more and more opportunities are provided for more and more women. I, I don't want it to be just a varsity sport. I hope there's more club opportunities, all sports. I played, I played JV basketball at Penn too, and that was so much fun, but you, you know, I don't, I don't want it just to be for the elite athletes. I hope there'll be even more expansion of fun, fun, not just exercise, but fun um, games for more girls and women too. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. One of the fabulous opportunities I had even at Penn, which I laugh about today, is I played on, in addition to playing obviously lacrosse as a student athlete, I played on a co-ed flag football team under right. our recreation division, which was just so much fun, you know, was, was such a contrast to a varsity experience, but met so many incredible people and shared mm -hmm. a passion that was much more lighthearted. But to your point, like give, even giving women access to activities, you know, had I ever played football prior to that? No, but, or flag football, but boy, it was, um, it was wonderful to be exposed to something new. And, and I have to say your, your commentary around just kind of competitiveness and, and women finding a place where, competitiveness is not just accepted, but embraced. I do think um, it's just that part of the experience is just as meaningful, if not more so in many contexts than just the opportunity to play a sport. So um, agree, agree wholeheartedly there as well. I think that's just um, a really important takeaway that not, not everybody necessarily notices or thinks about when, when prompted with that question. So um, a really important yeah. piece of opportunity. I think as women, we're still, we're still encouraged to step back and watch or to let others take the lead. And I think that competitiveness also creates leadership and leadership is, is so important. And if you don't get it through sports, you have to find another way to get it. And sports is such a great way to learn how to be a leader. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, one of the core reasons why we've, um, you know, we've built our Penn Athletics Wharton Leadership Academy, which has really been over the course of the last half dozen years, a signature program for us, because we think about, you know, the wonderful education, the wonderful sort of varsity student athlete experience, um, how that comes together, but what could we overlay that would make sort of a pen experience even more meaningful? And we really did think a lot about the leadership skill set and our ability to use the athletics context to teach and enhance your leadership skill set. So it's been really popular and I think um, differentiating programming for us. And I think also mm -hmm. particularly for women to really focus on embracing that aspect, um, you know, the competitiveness, the leadership side, because I do think, you know, moving forward, regardless of, of, you know, what you may choose to do with your life. I think there's real value in that space. So we've, uh, we've, it's been really fun to see the 
the, the growth of this leadership academy and what we've been able to deliver to our uh, to our student athletes who are inclined to be engaged. So, yeah, great point on that front. All right, so let's let's move to to uh, some pen questions. You know, maybe a favorite class or a favorite road trip. You know, what do you remember from your a favorite spot on campus where you would study or do other things? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. There's so, it was so great. I mean, I just loved the campus. You know, I'd never lived in a big city before I was from the Midwest. So just being in Philadelphia for me was a highlight. I loved being able to go down to center city to just walk around just to, um, just to be there. And I love the Penn campus. I just thought it was so beautiful. So the whole campus was a favorite for me. I'd say in terms of, um, you know, road trips or experiences. Um, I did meet my, my, I had my boyfriend, my future husband there. And we did, we went camping like in New, in New Jersey. And that was really fun. We actually, um, my freshman year roommate um, invited me to New York city for the first time. And we went to a show, we went to Sweeney Todd. And I still remember that it was quite it was quite unbelievable. It, the subway was not a great place to be at that time, but we took right. the subway. Right. You had the um, full New York experience. Yeah. Full New York experience. Then we go to this, the show where people are eating each other. You know, it was just so fun. <laughs> it was just, so I, I'd say just, you know, those kinds of experiences where you get out of class a little bit and yeah. just experience your surroundings or, you know, go to New York. I think yeah. that that was really for me because I wasn't from there. It was a highlight. Yeah, no question and no surprise on that front. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's, you know, let's let's wrap up with this, which is not really a question, but um, but what would you have hoped I would have asked you that I didn't? What might you you be inclined to share that you think our 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 Penn Athletics fans or our current student athletes would be interested in hearing? Um, I, you know, that's a tough one, even though I used to be the hiring partner for my law firm and I often ask that and now I'm like, yeah, that's so unfair. <laughs> a terrible question, <laughs> but, um, for you, I, not bad for me, <laughs> you know, I know I just, I just really, I just really appreciated the opportunity to be at Penn and I appreciated the intensity of it. I, you know, it's funny because I think we're in this state right now where there's a lot of behavioral health, mental health challenges for everybody everywhere. And then you look at a place like Penn, which is a really hard school and there's really high expectations. Um, but I hope people are happy to embrace it too, because it's an yeah. opportunity that will prepare you for the future in a way that nothing else really does yeah. um, to just be put in that situation again and again, where you have to see what you're made of and what you can accomplish and I think, I hope, I just think I really appreciate um, that opportunity. And also having pen on your resume is just quite, it's quite impressive. People, it's, it's just like, whoa, everybody, it, it gets your leg up for sure. Everyone takes notice. Yeah. yeah. So I just really appreciate the opportunity to have gone to Penn. It, it was, uh, it was a big deal. My mom didn't even go to college. So it was a, it was a big deal for me. So yeah. I still appreciate that. Yeah, no question. I think opportunity, I think having gratitude for this opportunity, I, I feel much the same way. I was the first in my family to, uh, to graduate from college and it, you just, oh. it, it really is um, a signature experience and a differentiating one. And I, I, to your earlier comments, I really think it is a place 
where, um, you know, you trust your talent coming in the door, but that opportunity to build resilience because you are surrounded by incredibly talented and competitive people. And, and what, you know, what can this environment present that will make you a stronger person? And I feel like my four years did, did, uh, did include quite a bit of resilience building because uh, you got <laughs> knocked down maybe a few more times than most, but I'm, I'm very thankful for that today. And that, that I'm thankful for the fact that there were people here, you know, at that time and today that, that helped us navigate, you know, those moments that weren't perfect. So, so I'm um, excited to continue to keep, you know, those resources alive, but understand at the same time, you got to find your way, you know, yep. you've got to, you've got to figure it out on your own. So hopefully yeah. we're doing a bit of both. So, yeah, good. And thank you for talking to me and thanks for your leadership. I think you're doing an amazing job and it's so wonderful to have you as the head of the athletic department. Yeah. Well, thank you, Gail. And I thank you obviously for participating today. Thank you for obviously your service over such a long period of time and your generosity. And obviously now in the midst of a, a softball program transition, it's, um, you know, it's important that we continue to support the program, support our new leadership. And I'm excited to see, um, you know, where the program can go moving forward. But I'm also incredibly thankful that to have people like you who have been a part of it invested in it for so long. So thanks for that. And thanks for, uh, for being a part of our conversation today. And I'm excited to, to share our journey with the, the rest of our listeners. So thanks so much. Thank you. Go Quakers.